else today. Welcome back to Calling All Sports. This portion of the show is brought to you by Sanford Health, Vance Thompson Vision, Dakota Bank, and Comfort King. And welcome back to the show. It's a Friday, kind of my Monday, because I was skiing all week in Colorado, so it's hard for me to say it's Friday. I haven't quite got it all figured out, but I'm also wondering if our next guest really has a judge judge of what time and what uh, where he's at, too. Chris Nelson joins us from Europe. Chris, it's 9.30 there. Thanks for joining us. Uh, th- what's funny about this is that I was just skiing, and w- when I was out in Colorado, I stayed with a family out there, good friends of mine, and several years ago, there was a young man who was staying with them as an exchange student. He was from Europe, and he was a professional cyclist, and I connected with him last week on Facebook just to see how he was doing and said, gosh, I had to get you on the show, but I've never had anybody from Europe on the show before. Wow. <laughs> And, and it took getting Chris Nelson from USD to be that first guy. How's that? Well, absolutely. Thank you guys so much for having me again. Um, it just so happened that I happened to be over here and um, lined up pretty pretty well time wise for everyone. So I'm just I'm glad I could make it. Me too. This is wonderful. So tell us what you know. I I try to keep track of where you are. I'm kind of kidding when I said that, but I look at professional athletes who live out of a suitcase and they're on the road all the time, and I wonder. Uh, you know, like on a professional basketball team where you play one game one night and off you go, you're flying to from Chicago to Sacramento. If, if you get totally confused one morning when you wake up and go, where am I? Does that happen to you? Because you're going all over the world. A little bit, yeah. And I think the, the worst part about it is trying to connect with people that are back home. I, I just had a conversation with a, a couple friends at uh, Nike today, and they're about nine hours behind where I'm at currently. So it was 6 p.m. for me. It was 9 a.m. for them. So it was a, it was a it was a much different um, much different thing. Thankfully, you guys are in the Midwest, so I can you know there's not that big of a time difference. I'm still awake when you guys are working. But uh, the biggest part is just trying to keep the time difference for everyone. So for all of us that are wondering what you're doing in Europe, you know we've talked about this when you've been on the show before. That's your chance to go over and make money. Yes, exactly. Um, so a lot of people will, will say that, you know, the professional track athletes, you know, we all get big contracts or we all got these, all these cool deals. Um, and as much as that would, I would like for that to be true, unfortunately, it's not. So most of us make our money by going over to uh, meets and winning our money and, and prize money from different meets. And uh, that's kind of the deal. The more meets you do, the more money you make. And this is a job uh, as you know, as much as we do love it, it, it is kind of our the way we pay our rent. So the more the more I can get over here and the more times I can compete, usually the better off I'm doing. Well, I'm not going to be nosy, uh, but to some degree, because it's my natural curiosity coming out here. But it's not like you get a salary to do what you're doing as a as a baseball, basketball, or football player. You're more like the the <laughs> professional golfer or professional tennis player who makes his money off how he does that week. Plus, there's endorsements, right? Absolutely, yeah, you're you're dead on. So a lo- some of the some of the higher level athletes um, will have contracts that have salaries. I'm fortunate enough that Nike is very willing to support me in that venture. They gave me a contract uh, about three years back, uh, and I've been on that contract ever since. Uh, so they will pay me a salary, uh, but that is also based on how well I do throughout the year. Yeah. I have to meet certain requirements, like jump a certain bar or get a certain place at a World Championships or Olympics or the U.S. Championships. Um, but most of my money and most of my income, I would say, is from actually going to meets exactly like a golfer or, you know, a baseball guy. I have to, I have to go to 
I got to go to competitions to make my money. It's like going to going to work. I got to get. I got to go to my job to make money. Well, you know you're a commission mean? salesman. Exactly. Yeah, I sell cars. Yeah. Well, and you'd probably do really well at that with your personality. But I I like what you're doing. Um, where's your Where's your favorite? Well, what's the circuit? Where all do you go when you're over there? Well, how many countries are we talking about? Yeah, you know, it could it differs absolutely every single year. Um, indoor season is usually a Sorry about that. There we go. Uh, yep. Sorry. Uh, indoor season is usually a little more lax. Most of the time I spend is in France, uh, but I have uh, the privilege to go to Sweden and next week. I get to go pe- uh, compete with Mondo Duplantis at his uh, meet that he's putting on the Mondo Classic oh, in Uppsala, Sweden, where his mother's from. Um, but I would say, you know, it's pretty consistently France or, or Germany indoor season. And then outdoor season, it gets a lot more sporadic. So the first two meets of the Diamond League circuit, which is the professional track and field circuit, like the highest level you can go to, first two meets uh, are in China. And then uh, and it stretches all over the world. You know, you've got London, Rabat, Morocco, um, Lausanne, Switzerland, China, um, everywhere, you know. So if, if, if there's a country that endorses and supports track and field, I guarantee you I've been to it. Chris Nelson's our guest. Who would have thought that, Chris? To think about the fact that that you come to USD to pole vault, and now you're doing it all over the world as a profession. Could you ever have imagined that when you first attempted being a pole vaulter that it could lead to something like this? No, absolutely not. But it was always it was always there. You know, it was never like a like a nagging injury, but it was definitely something you could feel, um, and not necessarily the yes, it's going to happen. It was more of the, it could always happen. Whereas, you know, you get a lucky shot, you jump really well, or you run really fast one day, and then you have an agent or a manager that comes up to you and says they want to support you. Uh, my manager, Karen Locke, has always been extremely supportive of me, and she was my coach, Derek's agent as well. And, you know, she was extremely helpful getting me started up, and that's that kind of just led me into more and more, whereas, you know, Nike was willing to help out, and the South Dakota Beef Industry Council was well willing to help out, and all these people are willing to help you out to fulfill your dreams. And it sounds a little cliche, but I wouldn't be doing this without the support of all of those people I just mentioned. And of course my coach, Derek, and it's just kind of a, if you have a really good support team and you're comfortable in your situation and in your spot, then you'll do well. But there are some sports where the Olympics is the, is the ultimate. That's the ultimate thing. And really there's no professional, uh, there are some sports where there is no professional league or professional events or whatever to continue what you're doing. So it's worked out pretty nice that you keep doing, you keep doing this to make money, but it also keeps you training for the next Olympics. Absolutely. And I would say that it's very accurate for the track and field squad is that the Olympics is kind of the ultimate goal. Um, but I think it kind of goes along with the major championship that happens every single year. You know, the Olympics only happen every four years, but we have a world championship every single year and it alternates. So one year we'll have an indoor championship with no outdoor championship, and the other year it'll go vice versa. So we'll have no indoor championship, but we'll have a world outdoor championship, and that's every single year. So thankfully they always give us very high-level international competitions to train for and go to, but the Olympics is absolutely, it's always the goal. Chris Nelson, our guest, you said it's the indoor season now. Is my memory correct? Didn't you once jump in a mall in, like, Des Moines or someplace? I mean, what's the weirdest place you've ever had a competition? That is definitely one of them for sure. So Hy-Vee and um, the Drake Relays got together and they put on a 
a mall vault, exactly like you called it. They set up a raised runway and a pole vault pit in the middle of a mall in one of those big open areas. And, you know, we got to jump, and it was a really cool thing because people just passing by on their way back from the store would see people pole vaulting and be like, what the heck is that? So they, we actually we actually ended up getting a really good crowd. So that that would definitely be one of the weirdest ones. But, I I mean, I've, I've jumped in absolutely every situation. I've jumped in the street. I've jumped in the mall. I've jumped um, – you know, I've jumped in random buildings. I've jumped in alleyways, and you know, it it goes the list goes on and on. But most of the most of the time, most of our meets are going to thankfully be in a track and field stadium. Right, like like for example, at the Dakota Dome or whatever, uh, the Dan Lennon relays where it's all the inside. Uh, but yeah, I think if you drew a big big crowd, I'm guessing an awful lot of those people at that mall in Des Moines were going, "What on earth is this?" Absolutely. Most people would think that you're going through the mall and you'd see something like a fountain or a Ferris wheel and people show up and they see this thing that they've never seen before. So it's cool because you get to introduce someone to such a niche event, but at the same time, they're really weirded out at the first start. Yeah, I was going to ask you what it was like for you because normally when you're in an event, the people that are all there, they paid to come watch you, whereas at at a mall, most of those people aren't there because of what you're doing. They're there for Christmas shopping or whatever. And they just have, I'm guessing you got an awful lot of odd looking looks from people that just had no idea. Absolutely. Yeah. It's just like people will show up and they'll be like, what is this? And then they'll see, you know, myself or Emily Grove or Jacob Wooten or Sam Kendricks run down the runway and they'll clear a bar and they'll be like, oh, that's kind of cool. I'm going to stay and watch this kind of thing. And that's, that's kind of the goal for all of us. We want people to see it and we want people, we want to gain not necessarily popularity for our individual selves, but popularity for our sport overall. It's hilarious how many people you go around and talk to who don't actually know what pole vault is. Like people will ask me what I do and I'll say, Oh, I'm a, I'm a professional pole vaulter. And they'll say, Oh, I love water polo. <laughs> you know, so, yeah, so, it's, so it goes very back and forth, but it's, it's cool to, you know, almost enlighten people. All right. So I'm guessing you really get strange looks at the airport when you're walking through the airport with your pole case. It is really weird, yeah. So it's it's the worst specifically because people will stop and they'll stare and they'll you know jaws will drop and they're like, "What is he carrying?" That's yeah. wild. <laughs> um, and some people some people will garner the courage to ask, and other people will just unfortunately stand there and wait for you to hit them with it. Um, but you know, it's wherever you carry those things. Like even if you're walking into a track, sometimes like people will just be like, "God, like why would you carry that thing willingly?" You know what I mean? Uh, because it's how I make my living. Exactly. Yeah, <laughs> it's like a professional golfer. It's it, it. Your pole is their clubs. How how specific? How how emotionally attached do you get to a specific pole? They are more specific than your shoes, and just as specific as your favorite pair of socks. Uh, so, it's a. Uh, everything is weight rated, and and you know everything is a very specific length and. Um, in high school, the weight rating is a little bit more specific because kids are just getting started out, but um, we usually carry about seven to eight poles with us, and I'm about 200 pounds, so I carry poles that are rated for about a 220 to 240-pound man because of the force I'm putting into them. I okay. need to be on a pole that's bigger than me. Um, but most high schoolers will start out on something, like if a kid is 150 pounds, they may be jumping on a on a, on a pole that's weight, weight rated for about a 130 or 140-pound kid. Um, just because they're so new and they're just starting out, but everything is very specific. Now, on the emotional side of it, I have my money pole. I have my pole that I know that no matter 
what the bar is at. If I pick up this pole, I will clear this bar. <laughs> and there's not a doubt in my mind. Out, and specifically inside the realm of human physics. Yeah. In other words, you're superstitious. I have a favorite pair of socks, I'll tell you that. Yeah, yeah, I know. I'm the same way. I, I am not mocking you. I, w- I am you. So I would have a favorite. <laughs> However, you said you got seven or eight, so they're all a little different. So whether it's the flex or whatever, you, do you choose the one based on the conditions that you're jumping in? The conditions will definitely have a very significant portion of um, how they affect you. So the pole vault, as it may seem, is a vertical event. You know, we're trying to go upwards into the air and clear a bar. But at the same time, it's also a there's a horizontal aspect to it. It's how fast do you move horizontally forward into the pit. And the reason we carry so many poles is if you are moving too quickly horizontally into the pit, there's a chance that you might take off the bar on the way up uh, in the middle of your vault. So what we do is we bring multiple poles of varying stiffness, um, you know, incrementally increasing in stiffness to try to slow us down horizontally so that we can vertically rise higher. Um, and it becomes a battle of, you know, is this pole too stiff? Is there a crosswind? Is it raining? Uh, how, how nervous or how good am I feeling today? Am I running really well? There's so many factors that could go into what pole you choose that day. But most people, I would say, go through about five to six poles per competition, if not more. Wow. But you always have that money pull. I mean, you. I'm guessing when you're when you've got that in your hands, you feel like nobody can beat you. Absolutely, and I feel like every bolter kind of has their own little their money pull, and it's uh, it's just one of those poles where you pick it up and you're just like, I've jumped high on this pole so many times that there's nothing else that I really need to know about it. It's just going to work. Chris Nelson's our guest. It's like, it's like uh, this is fun. <laughs> this is fun, Chris. We never get. Yeah. I don't think we've ever gotten this deep in this kind of a conversation before. This is great. Uh, so, oh, yeah. I mean, inside and outside. I'm guessing there's a huge difference into which pole you choose based on the fact that you're outside where there's so many different variables. Inside is inside. Inside is inside, and one of the one of the biggest things about being outside is the conditions. Just you know. Regard like if you're running into the if you you know if you're running east and you're running into the sun when it's in the morning you know what I mean and uh, if you're you know if you're running into a headwind if you have a tailwind if you're most people are you know peaking athletically for their season in the outdoor season uh, because that's where the major championship will be the Olympics or the World Outdoor Championship and people tend to care more about the outdoor stuff than they do the indoor season and rightfully so because it's usually the one that matters uh, but indoor season is. While still important, it is definitely more of a fun time. Hmm. Well, it had to be fun for you in Vermilion here recently when you cleared, what, 19, eight and a half in front of your home crowd. I, I, I guess, mm-hmm. I think I know you well enough to know you just, you're beaming when you get a chance to come back home and do that. It is, it is a spectacular honor. And, uh, it's cool because, you know, not necessarily because I get to come and put on a new show for the kids or anything, but I get, you know, I get to see my coach, uh, my wife gets to come, uh, and she's a full-time uh, bedside nurse. So, you know, she doesn't really get to come to so many of my meets, but when she's able to come to my home spot, and this is actually the second time I've jumped six meters or higher in Vermilion with her there. Hmm. So I told her that every single time there's a home meet, I, you have to come back because <laughs> I'll jump six meters again if you're there. So... It's uh, it's cool, and it's it's really cool to do it in front of so many people that 
that really care about you. You know, it's like you go to these bigger meets and they're like, oh, it's Chris Nelson, but they don't, they don't know, know you. me. You yeah. know, my, my, my coaches, Derek Miles, Lucky Huber, Tavaski Lewin, you know, all these guys, they know me and they care about me. They've watched me grow up. They helped me grow up. So being able to, one, do successfully in front of them, but also show them what their support has turned me into is such a, a full circle feeling that it really feels like, it really feels like home all the time. So we touched on this before, these meets that you're in now, even though they're indoors, whatever, and you're in their professional meets, this is still part of getting you ready for the Olympics, correct? In terms of just, you know, gearing up for it and being at your best and wanting to peak at the right time. Absolutely. Yes. So the entire preparation of everything I would say changes when it comes to an Olympic year. And last year I was a little, I was coming off of an injury going into the 2023 season. So I ended up taking the double of amount of time that I usually take to recover. And we said, scrap the indoor season. There's a world after championship team to make, and we have to try and do our best for that. And that's exactly what we did. And this year there is both a world indoor championship and the Olympic games. So it's a battle. Do you train through the World Indoor Championship and you miss your opportunity to compete for the US of A again? Or do you try your best to make the World Indoor Championship team and also at the same time try to stay peaked for another four months to make the Olympic team and then also compete at the Olympics? So right. we have basically found that, you know, just trying our best to stay in the best shape that we possibly can for as long as we can has usually worked out for me, but it doesn't come without an extensive training when the opportunity arises. So we'll finish the indoor season at around early to mid-March, and then we'll take March and April off completely just to go back into a training cycle to prepare ourselves for the Olympic season. And you say we. This is where it's so nice to have Derek Miles in your court because he's been through this so many times. Absolutely. Three-time Olympian, Olympic bronze medalist of 2008 Beijing Olympic Games. He has more experience in his in the tip of his pinky than I have in my entire body. So it is cool to have someone who is so knowledgeable and so relatable on my, on my side. Where's your favorite place to jump in Europe? Just for all the non pole vault reasons. Yeah, for sure. Um, I'm going to give you two. I'm going to give you two. So, uh, I have always had a really good time in Switzerland because they have, usually three meets there that I go to every year. There's one in Lausanne, Switzerland, Zurich, Switzerland, and Bellinzona, Switzerland. And I've been to those three last three years in a row. And I mean, the food is always just great. You, you get a little bit of a taste of every, every little bit of, of Switzerland because you know, it's comprised of basically three different countries, Italy, Germany, and France. So you get your, you get your French croissants, you get your German schnitzels and you get your, your Italian pizzas so you kind of get the best of all worlds of when, when it comes to food and, of course, chocolate. Um, but I would say that uh, France has kind of been my, my pole vaulting bread and butter for the last few years. Uh, I, jumped my Amer- I jumped both my American records in France, and I have a lot of French friends here. I have people who will store my European set of poles over here for me. Um, and the French have always been super nice, welcoming, and respectful to me. So I, I always have a good time over here. Well, bonjour, Monsieur Nielsen. <laughs> How was that? I say papé. Au revoir. And thanks for this. Au revoir. As always, this is, uh, this is great. Love doing this. We'll do it again before the Olympics roll around, too. Perfect. Can't wait. Thanks, Chris. Chris Nielsen, our guest here on Calling All Sports. We'll be right back.
At Vance Thompson Vision, we change lives by creating vision every day. Everybody used to laugh at me if I didn't have four pair of glasses on my hat. I would have broken ones in my purse. I struggled. I had cataract and LASIK surgery done. From when you walk in, the greeting to the receptionist to each person that works with you, it's just over-the-top wonderful. I'm so thankful every day. Download our free cataract checklist at VanceThompsonVision.com. Buying a new truck for your farm or ranch is all about the bottom line. At Billion Fleet Farm and Ram Commercial Business Link, we know that better than anyone. We have the experience, selection, and industry-exclusive pricing and incentives to help you with your bottom line. Plus, new Ram trucks have been named Motor Trend Truck of the Year for the third year in a row. To see if you qualify for fleet pricing on a new Ram, call 888-531-1. 1013 or go to billionauto.com slash fleet. Hi, I'm Misty Carlson, and next to me is Betsy Weber, and we're with Corey Insurance. It's that time of year again when we reflect on what we're thankful for, right, Betsy? Definitely. We live in such a great city and state that continue to thrive because of all the wonderful businesses and families who call this home. We're so blessed to work for a family-owned business like Corey Insurance. We both understand the power of local shopping. When it comes to insurance, a local agent becomes part of your family. Corey Insurance is an independent insurance agency, which means we can provide you with plenty of options so we can find the plan that works best for you and your family. We represent many insurance companies with A-plus ratings, and we're confident we can find one that fits your needs. We are so thankful for our customers who trust us with their insurance. If you're looking for a local agent, we are always here to answer any questions that you might have for planning the new year. Just give us a call at 605-336-6303 or go to K-O-U-R-I insurance.com. Happy holidays from all of us at Corey Insurance to all of you. Are you looking for a fun, rewarding place to work? At Arby's, they've had plenty of people make it into a fulfilling career, like Denise Hone, who started over 30 years ago. It's not just a job for me. It's a family environment where I've always enjoyed coming to work every day with a smile. There are great opportunities for advancement, and we would love for you to become part of our team. Find out more about working at your favorite Arby's. Apply now by texting Big Beef to 85000. Your joints are your connection points, and when they hurt, they stop you from moving freely. That's why at Sanford Health, our board-certified orthopedics and sports medicine experts are ready to help you safely restore your movement and relieve your pain with same-day joint replacement surgery options. These minimally invasive surgeries come with less risk and allow you to have a comfortable recovery at home. You don't need a referral to get started. Schedule a consultation today at SanfordHealth.org. You hear me talking about Great Life every day for a reason, and it's not just because my son Nick Ovenden is the president. Actually, Dad, I honestly don't know if there's anybody who gets more out of their membership than you, and that's just with the golf you play. You spent half that time at the Uh, fitness centers. What are you implying? (laughs) That I'd love to have you work out with me every morning at 6 a.m. I don't think so. How about waiting until I'm awake? Well, good thing most of our facilities are open 24 hours a day, and we've got a friendly, knowledgeable staff that'll help you get started or even keep you on track if you need to be, Dad. Let's change the subject. When are you adding new golf courses? Well, we're always looking ahead for our members. So in addition to the courses that we have in the region, we also have Great Life courses in Kansas City, Topeka, and now Arizona. Now you're talking. Hey, hey, can you help me hit it further too? Yep, any time of day. But as for straighter, I sure can't help with that. (laughs) I I know that. (laughs) But our golf pro certainly can. (laughs) (laughs) Give us a call or stop by any of our locations to see what we're all about. Or go to joingreatlife.com. Live, play, better at Great Life. 
Welcome back to Calling All Sports. This portion of the show is brought to you by Corey Insurance, Dakota Beverage, Billion Chrysler Jeep Dodge Ram, Houston Speedway, the South Dakota Golf Association, and Corey and the Fireflies. What a fun show to finish the week. My only show of the week. Thanks to Mike for hang, hanging in there on Monday through Thursday. Just terrific. Always fun talking to Chris Nelson. Make, makes it even more exciting when he's in Europe, for heaven's sakes. And he's up late at night uh, spending time with us, his friends back here, where he was uh, just a tremendous, tremendous pole vaulter at USD. And he's now gone on to win a silver medal in the Olympics, getting ready for the next go-around in 2024, which is this year. It's already 2024. Uh, by the way, uh, there's a lot going on at Arby's. The fish is back, a crispy fish fillet with shredded lettuce and tartar sauce on a toasted sesame Bun all the way now through Easter. Arby's has the meats, and they've also got the treats. And also, congrats to Lewis Trog. The uh, racquetball turn- tournament turned out just fabulous. Uh, uh, just the 18 of the top players in the world were there. As it is every year, the 44th annual tournament. Lewis Trog, their 82nd anniversary is coming up a week from tomorrow. February 10th, they turn 82. That is something. Have a great weekend, and we'll see you again on Monday. Thanks for listening to Calling All Sports. Today's show was brought to you by Arby's, Overhead Door, Great Life Health and Fitness, Lewis Drug, Fireplace Pros, Sanford Health, Dakota Bank, Dakota Beverage, Vance Thompson Vision, Corey Insurance, Furniture Mart USA, Billion Chrysler Jeep Dodge Ram, the South Dakota Golf Association, Houston Speedway, Comfort King, and Corey and the Fireflies.